episode of Baggers Chat, where we will be reviewing the Mighty Horse Clash Boys. We've got a bit close in the end. How are we feeling? Very happy. Very happy. Relieved to take the four points, that's for sure. Three and O, oh, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. Finished 11 goals, 8, 74 plays, 11 goals, 7, 73, one solitary point. But three and O is three and O, oh, boys, so... We're going to have 12 points. Are we third at the moment? Yeah, mate. Absolutely. All right. Um, we'll get stuck into the injuries, get that out of the way first. Pato, do you want to run us through some of the injuries sort of during the game and also leading up to the game, mate? Yeah. So um, during the week, uh, obviously, we lost because after our episode came out, um, we lost McGovern to a hamstring injury. Uh, that's a that's a worry um, because that's been very been. Very good player since being rejuvenated back in um, in the back line, but also sad, um, obviously, due to the health and safety, safety protocols. So that was expected for him to miss the game. Um, and also in-game, Pinnett, don't exactly know what the injury was. I think it was ankle, but I might be wrong. I heard it was That's, back for him. I heard it was back. His back's I thought, honest, yeah. Okay, because I thought it was something, because I thought something happened lower down on his legs, but maybe something else happened during the game. I don't know, but... Um, yeah. Did you hear yeah. about that? About Pitnett, about we're potentially in trouble with him coming off, um, and he wasn't fully injured or something like that, and he came off, and there's a bit of trouble or something. Yeah. So that could be looking at a fine for the club or something like that. I really? Think. Just, just just remember what football club we support. You know, we're not the most loved football club. So if it was yeah. July, they'd get paid or something. Yeah. So. Move on. I mean, kind of kind of the same thing with side bottom on Friday night. Um, yeah. But I mean. Yeah. And I'm pretty if, sure if we get fine, they should get fined. So yeah, and I'm pretty sure Geelong also did the same thing with with Luke Dalhouse as well. Like I think he came on like in yeah. the fourth quarter, and I don't know. Who, I think um, who came off? I don't know who it was, but someone came right. off. You're your, like, your me, mate. Oh, the rubber glue, <laughs> rubber glue, mate. Oh yeah, so he do came you, off. But um, just on that, do you think? What's your boy's opinion? I've heard it sort of circulating that if you get subbed off, you should automatically miss the next week. Like, I don't know about that. No. Using yeah. that so just, I guess the idea is to stop things at least happening or whatever. But yeah, but what happens? Aren't they? Yeah, but what happens if it's like a hamstring injury and they can't really play the rest of the game, and then in three or four days they're fine to play and they are forced to miss the game? Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I think it's been pretty good just because not many clubs have done that. But yeah, I don't know. And let's be honest, Jack Martin didn't impact the game at all. No. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't he almost matter. um he almost took a great grab though. So yeah, I was right there. I was right there. I'm like, take it, Jackie. But um, he just dropped it. But um, also Charlie Kerno. Kerno would have taken it. But <laughs> but um, also Charlie Kerno um rolled his ankle. So that's uh was promising to hear that it was just a roll because I was just there and as soon as it happened, I'm like, shit, shit, because he was like limping. Um, but then he spoke after the game to Sarah Jones on Fox Footy, and um, he seemed fine. He seemed like he just rolled his ankles, so that's promising. But obviously, we'll hear more from the club during the week. Absolutely, mate. Well done. Thanks for that. Um, what was just on that? What is your opinion on Martin being medical sub in the first place? Did you like it? Um, I don't know. I well, I mean, we all kind of spoke about it during the week during the um, preview that we all thought that Jack Martin would slot straight in back into the slide. Uh, so, slide. <laughs> 
side, but um, I didn't. I wasn't too much of a fan of it just because I think he probably should be in the side over Zach Fisher. Um, but I think it's probably a good thing also that that he is medical sub because obviously the side. Um, obviously Vossi didn't see him actually being in the side. But what's your thoughts on it, Duff? Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think, um, I don't really think his form at the back end of last year and the start of this year deserves a spot straight in the side, to be honest with you. I know he's one of those players that isn't, you know, his position's half forward. It's a tough game. It's a tough spot to have a four quarter game. Um, you know, he's in bursts and stuff like that, but uh, it, yeah, it doesn't warrant a start like a best 22. Um, guys like Setterfield, um, O'Brien have been much better. Um, at the start of this year, and uh, Fisher Fisher's a is a tough one because I think I think he still adds something to our team, but it's just a matter of what his role is. There you go, mate. Speech. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought he should have been in a twenty-two, but um, I mean, yeah, it is interesting to have a guy like that, you know, be that twenty-third man. I yeah, I, don't, I personally wouldn't have done that, but I mean, it didn't really matter in the end, so. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens next week. Exactly right. And just on that as well, our VFL, um, we ended up smashing Box Hill in the VFL. And there's a lot of players that pressed um, quite a bit. Um, Luke Parks. Um, then Paddy Dow, a couple of good goals. One from 40, one from 50, 55-ish on the run. Um, Moloch kicked four, five, something like that. So, yeah, a few players that impressed. Uh, outstandingly. So, obviously, a very ugly win, um, getting past the brave horse on. Were we worried? Like, we said it against the doggies. We, I, I wasn't too worried against the doggies. I thought we would hold up, like, sort of always quietly confident. I was definitely worried against the Hawks. I rocked up at half time because um, I was doing something else before. Rocked up at half time. I think I saw two goals, I think, just the whole time I was there. And I just saw an onslaught from Hawthorne. Were you worried at all, Ethan? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I think uh, it was a bit of nervousness around the group, um, all, all around the ground, just with ball in hand. And um, we looked tired in the third quarter, really tired in the third quarter. Um, I backed him in. I'm, I'm going to back him in all the time. But Jesus Christ, that was that was, that was nervous stuff. You're, in, you're sitting in the chair and you're saying Hawthorne, Hawthorne. And then guys like Tom Mitchell are shanking kicks that are going through. And it's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> But um, Matt, it's um, it was nervous, but I think we need those wins. I agree, and also I sort of got there just before this. But um, Harry Mackay's mark it was a non-mark because it was touched by Harry Mackay. I don't know. Um, and then they had one exactly the same, but they it was paid a mark. I'm not going to mm. bag the umpires out down the other end, but um, but yeah, I think it sort of changed from there as well. If he kicks that goal, you know who knows what happens. Um, yeah. The momentum's you know it's a. Uh, Strange thing, it's a funny thing. So who knows what would have happened? But um, yeah, I agree. Pat Yeah, I was absolutely shitting myself, boys. Um, absolutely shitting myself. Um, I think when Jack Gunson kicked that goal, I actually thought I I generally thought that we we would have just stopped. I just thought that they would just run over the top of us. But that's what we would have done last year. But I think that's the just the new card. We just kept fighting. Like we didn't we obviously that was nowhere near our best footy, but it's just so promising that 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 they just kept on fighting. Like players, like a lot of players weren't really on their game, but they still just tried. Like even Zach Williams, like a lot of people were absolutely giving him shit, but you could tell that he still wanted to try and get his side over the line. But it's just so, it's it's good to see the side just 
uniting as one and just getting their one point win over the Hawthorne Hawks, which is good. Absolutely, mate. Um, especially, obviously, you worried. You would have been worried when we were up by six goals or whatever. So, um, well, interesting speaking on that because uh, I don't know what it is with us against the against the Hawks, but um it's it's more of a trend rather than a stat but um I mean, obviously we're up by 41 points on the weekend and by one point uh two years ago we're up by five goals and we lost by five goals and the year before we're up by six goals and we lost again so i don't know what it is mm. against the hawks recently but we keep getting big leads and squandering and absolutely squandering it so it's it's a bit concerning especially um you know when we've got the lowest percentage in the top eight and we've had chances in all three games to you know, put teams away and get some decent percentage booster. So obviously it's very good with 3-0, but yeah, definitely, definitely a lot to work on. Yeah, no, I agree. And just on that, our percentage is what, 115, I think at the moment, something like that. So it's, it's yeah, not too great. I mean, we've got, we're still, you know, third. So it's always ideal when you keep winning games, percentage doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, I think that's an opportunity against Gold Coast. Obviously, you know, they're a good, they're a good young side, but I think we need to be able to put away a team, which is... um. You know, is it, well, Gold Coast play one of the teams we should be able to do it against. You know, not no disrespect. So hopefully we get a big win there. Um, Pato, do you want to take us through the, uh, like I guess the key players from from your end, mate? Yeah. So I think probably one of the main headlines out of that game was definitely our leaders just leading from the front. Um, just in a name like obviously our captain and and our two vice captains as well, Paddy Cripps, but um, also Sam Walsh and Jake Wiedering. Jacob Wiedering, that mark at the end. Dare I say it? That was because I think I think Fox Footy even said, um, "Jacob Weiner, you star." Try to re reenact yeah, Leo Barry, you star. But um, oh, just terrific because you could t- like once again they just every single one of them. But I didn't even mention him just then. But Sam Doherty, oh my god, how good was he? Medalist. How good was he? Like literally, I think we're actually forgetting. Like I mean, obviously now we can look at it in such a positive. Look, but he had cancer last year. Like this guy had cancer, and all of a sudden he has turned his pretty. He's probably in his best form right now. Oh, I've never oh, seen 100%. him play. I've never seen him play that good, ever. But it's just awesome. It's really good, really good. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, it was great to see. Uh, anyone else want to run through or want to go through any of the stats? Obviously, Krupa uh, thirty-one disposals and a goal, which is very impressive. Did you feel? Um, I don't know, 31 disposals is definitely a solid effort. Was it a Cripper game of like usual? I don't know. Obviously, I only saw half, so what your guys' opinion? Um, Pat, I'll go with you first then. Was it a yeah. typical game for you? Yeah, well, I think it was. And probably like something that we didn't really mention there was 11 tackles. Like that's a game high. Yeah. 11 tackles. Like, Paddy Cripp, because I don't know if he's got many. I, I don't think he, I don't think he um, had many tackles last week, but um, 11 tackles, game high. Like that just shows that. Yes, he had 31 disposals, two off the game high, but also 11 tackles is unbelievable from Penny Cruz. What was up with that handball? The play on where he had it 50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had some guys behind oh, me going absolutely off. Mate. I'm like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. no, I think I think <laughs> the positive thing with that is I think he's cut that out of his game a little bit. Uh, no. quite a fair bit, sorry, not a little bit. But um yeah, what what was he doing? What was he that like we were in control? I think we would have probably got a few more goals up um, if he wasn't going to do that. Like, just get it in. Just get it in. Yeah. I think, especially in that first quarter, you just see that our big tall forwards, absolutely killing it. Contested, contested marks-wise. But, um, yeah, I think he was strong. I think he, he would have got votes, I think. 
I think he would have got votes. Um, 31, a goal, 11 tackles. That's a that's a Bulls game, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Speechly, what was your thoughts on um, I thought his first and last quarters were really good. I think he sort of faded out in terms of the impact in the second and third quarters. Um, but, I, get, I mean, you get that. I mean, he's played, you know, eight massive quarters before this week. So, I mean, you got to have expect some sort of drop-off at some point. Um, but I think he's leading the coaches' votes at the moment through three rounds. Yeah. So, I think that just shows how good he's been start season, which is, yeah, really, really good. Absolutely. And another one I was – I'll say – impressed with not surprised because we all know he can do it and I think it's becoming to the point where he's not just a you know much loved figure he's actually a great good player like very underrated we say it every week but Silvani um, three goals one I believe we'll go Colonel as well three goals and Harry two straight um like we say you know know, he's like he's very we say he's underrated but it's getting to get to the point where this guy's actually like good like not like I want to say like he's actually a solid footballer that would be would be in in the best 22 of any club um, would you agree with that, Eve? Oh, 100%. I think he's I, I, I think he's more underrated outside of the football club. I think inside the football club, the fans, I still think they probably should rate him more, but I think people are starting to understand he's actually a good footballer. He's not brought in because of his dad. He's actually fucking good at football. I think he's the perfect third forward um, with Harry and Charlie. And he just he does everything right. He does, he does the small things that people don't want to do. Um, and he kicks his goals, and that last one um, gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Yeah, and I think it was just on that as well. Like, I think you said after the game, something on the lines of, you know, obviously he's supported the club, I assume, his whole life, obviously, with his dad um, and grandfather. Um, so, like, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, been pretty average for, didn't say all that, but for 20 years. Um, so he's happy that we're actually winning games now, which is, I think it means a lot more when you're actually a supporter and such a big supporter like him and his family, obviously, is. It just means so much more. You just want to try that. Uh, extra bit harder, uh, Pato? Absolutely spot on. Um, absolutely spot on. Just that you can, like the heart, the heart that he has for this football club, it's by far, I mean, it's not like any other players, like it's all like other players don't care about the club, but you can just tell that he is there because he loves his football club. He, he's, this club's his family. Like he's, this club is his, his family. But um, oh, literally about two years ago, I'm just like... Don't know about Jackson Vine. I don't know where what his role will be. But as you said, Daph, he is the perfect, perfect third tall forward. Because this guy was playing ruck against Buddy North Melbourne. And then all of a sudden he's kicking three goals right at the MCG. But um, yeah, no, nah, it's really good to see. Also, also a quick point about Sauce. I think later in the game when we were holding on the last few minutes, he was pushed onto the wing um, and pushed onto the um, defensive side. So we can do that as well. Yeah. So it's really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's me personally. I know stats disagree, but I think Sauce was our best player on the weekend. I think even when we were in, we were out of the game, we're getting beaten. A lot of guys were sort of not sort of giving up, but like sort of in that sort of I don't know how to describe it. But he was always running. He was always making options. He was always working his ass off to every contest, even when the game was a bit flat. He was the one guy that I that I thought was just still giving 110% no matter what was happening in terms of the game. So for me, he was, yeah, he was our best. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Um, another one I was impressed with, as I said, I only saw half of it. Thanks, Ed. Um, But um, yeah, Corey Durden this year, his season, the way he's come on, in my opinion, has been, like he's another one along the lines of he just keeps trying and he just makes stuff sort of happen, I guess. Um, 
And obviously, yeah, I think third and then always one each. You know, some, you know, one goal is solid enough. It's not huge, but I think just there's some little things he does as well. Um, Ethan, what was your thoughts on the small forwards, mate? Yeah, so I think I think Dernan was definitely the better of the two. I feel I feel when he um, pushed up the ground, it's good to see when he gets the ball about seventy out. Um, he, he lowers his eyes quite a bit and he hits his targets. He's a very good footballer. Um, for a small forward, you know, we always think about you know the flashy goals and um, all that, but he's a really good around the ground player. Uh, I, I love always as well, but I think Durden's that special um, something special about him, and I think. I think um, we'll be pairing him up with Mollop very soon because I think he's pushing for selection. Yeah, absolutely. He played very well. Um, yeah, just on that, playing around all the playing around the ground, I think he was literally the last line of defence at one stage. He was literally at full battle at every one stage. Literally the last person, um, which is I was right there. It was crazy to see. Um, Paddo? Yeah like, yeah, yeah, like I'm pretty sure like he got a, he, he got a disposal on like, um, on like more. And I'm like, what are you doing down there? Moore's by the other, the other side of the ground. But, um, yeah, Corey Durden. Um, yeah, we were we were calling for him to, to maybe play a bit more last year, but it's just so good that um, he's actually now really starting that this is why we drafted him. Um, it's, it's just really good to see. But, um, yeah, Jesse Motlop. Um, but this is one of the – like, this is a guy that I've – literally, I had this guy in my best 22, Josh fucking Honey. Josh Honey, like – I rate this guy so highly and we, but I just reckon, <laughs> I reckon, um, yeah, just the depth now. Cause two years ago, we didn't have a small forward. We had Michael Gibbons as our best small forward and, and like no disrespect to Michael Gibbons, great footballer, but he was a midfielder, but we kind of forced him to play as a small forward. But um, yeah, now we have like four or five guys, including Fisher and Jack Martin that can play as that small forward role. But um, yeah, Jesse Motloff as well. So many players. Just on that as well, like on Gibbons, no disrespect, as you said, but I think it's good. Like, we're like letting, we're, you know, it's happened a while ago now, but we're actually letting players like that go, like players that were fringe, like we're saying, like they're, they're fringe, they're not here, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, solid yeah. PFL player, won his award, whatever he did, but we're letting them go. So I think it's great to see. And then players that are fringe with a bit of potential, maybe a bit younger, where like maybe like a set of field potential, you know, we're actually progressing them through, um, which is good to see, especially. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that point. Um, I think that a lot of the guys on our list now, uh, you know, even though they're not playing in the 22, they have the you know, best 22 potential, I think. Like, even guys like Dow, uh, like, they're probably not best 22, but they're, you know, killing it in the twos at the moment. That They can be that that twenty in that 22 and not look out of place. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought. So, I think that's probably a really positive at the moment. Um, just, yeah, the strength of our list um, outside of the top 22 or 23. Yeah, absolutely. So, just on the Dow as well. When I got to the game, to the VFL, I got there, you know, one quarter to go by the time I got from the seniors. Um, and honestly, Dow just reminded me of Speechley. Just, he's so, in no disrespect, he's actually so skinny. Like, he, you don't understand when you look at him. Like, I would, I'm not a huge, huge guy, but like, I can, I could probably tackle, you know, like, he's not big, which I don't know if there's an issue there or whatever, but like, he's, he's actually so small. Um, mm. which, like, he's not think... short, but he's just oh, yeah. skinny. Yeah, I think I think of- over the off season he had a bit of um, he had like he kind of just wanted to like, like not saying that he was over like overweight for his for his actual position, but kind of just using that speed and just thought no, I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> that he's I'm like Paddy Dow's one of the fittest players at the club, but I'm just saying like like say like also the Paddy Cripps like 
just losing a little bit of weight so he can really get that speed into his game. And I reckon that's what Paddy Dow has done. And I reckon that's what the club has also given him as well. Yeah, I agree with Crickley. That's been the best thing for him um, with that. Um, all right, we'll, we'll go to O'Brien and Setterfield, mate. We'll have to go to Paddo, I think, just because it's his best mate. So um, run us through their games, mate. Yeah. Um, just There's just still some stuff we like O'Brien. But um, no, I just, I'm glad that now that the club is really, it seems like the club's starting to give him a little bit more opportunity on the wing where he's probably played his best footy like through, um, through, through like the NAB league and all that stuff and when he got drafted. But um, yeah, Will Satterfield as well. I thought he was terrific, terrific. Just some of the, some of the things, like even just like the breaking tackles, just the beast of Will Satterfield, like really good to see. Um, yeah, like 18 touches. For both, um, 19 touches, yeah, so 19 touches for O'Brien. Um, I wrote 18 there, but it was actually 19. Um, 18 touches for Setterfield. Selling him short here, mate. Sorry? You're so, selling him short. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? I should put like 84 touches for LOB. But um, yeah, like also four tackles for um, Will Setterfield. It, it just looks, yeah, really good. But um, also really high efficiency as well for both players for also heaps of touches as well, which is good. Yeah, I think just on that as well, I think them sort of players like your Setterfields, your O'Brien, we sort of touched on it earlier. I think I'd say it most weeks. I just like the difference between, we'll go like the Richmond, you know, premiership days of a champion team versus team of champions. They're not going to be champion players. We've got, we've got our Crips, you know, Walsh, um, Harry, you know, Charlie as well. Like we've got, we've got champion players, champion players, but then just building around that, I think. Like they're solid. They, they're looking to be, they're improving each week, which is good to see. Um, they're looking to be, if they keep going, solid enough players that you can sort of build around. Um, does that make sense? Um, Ethan, what's your thoughts on it, mate? Oh, I, I thought both of them were great. I think they've been great at the start of the year. I think backing him in, um, I think I think Vossi's done well by, I think what he was saying when he first got there was starting from scratch. Um, you know, we're not talking about past form of last year. Um, he wants to build his side how he likes it. And I think those two have been great. I think Setterfield was fantastic on the weekend. Um, he just... You don't need him to do the Crip stuff. I think that's the problem with like what we were thinking, like myself included. We thought, oh, we've got a second Crips. We well, don't need a second Crips. You just need pieces of the puzzle um, doing their role. He's good with the handball chains. Um, he's hitting targets on the weekend. And Lockie O'Brien, I think, um, has been fantastic. I, I know he makes mistakes. We all go, oh, Lockie. But, geez, he, he can hit, he can kick a ball. He can, he can really kick a ball. Like, I, I think people just... They don't talk about it. It pisses me off a little bit. Um, but no, nah, he was good. Does his role. And he's, he's in a side that's 3-0 and he's, sta- he's keeping his spot. So good on him. Absolutely. Speechly. Yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean, like he's going to make mistakes. They're going to make you want to pull your hair out. But um, I think outside of, obviously, you know, when he does that, he's, yeah, he was very good on the weekend. Satterfield as well was very good. I think them being able to lock down those, those two wing spots, which were kind of struggled with the last few years. I think that's that's really probably one of the bigger positives I think out of out of the out of the weekend is you know us being able to lock down the two wing the two wingers. Um because yeah as I said we haven't really been able to we've, we've really struggled in that regard the last few seasons. A quick thing, sorry, um with mistakes wise, we we always emphasize Lockie O'Brien's mistakes. But no, like people always emphasize Plowman's mistakes. Like no, just let, yeah, let you know, exactly right <laughs> in the second half and there was a lot of players making mistakes, critical yeah. mistakes. You know, bam, bam, choosing the wrong option a few times. Crips playing <laughs> on when there's a guy right there. But we'll talk about O'Brien. Yeah, Crips no. could have killed our momentum. Not, I yeah. love Cripper, 
but we just need to be equal with every player. You can't just favour certain players because of the, you know, their status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I do agree with that. But also, I think, I think the ratio is probably off as well. In cricket, there's probably twenty good things to one bad thing. Locker probably has ten good things to two bad things. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But I do see what you mean. I do completely agree with that. But um, all right, we'll go on to the debutants for obviously the club speech. So do you want to run us through uh, Lewis Young and Boyd as well, mate? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both made their debuts. Uh, well, Lewis Young, club debut, Jordan debut, uh, Jordan Boyd, his AFL debut. Um, I thought Young was really good. Um, he uh, had Richard Lewis in his pocket the entire game, so we didn't have to worry about him, which was very exciting. Um, you know, stat-wise, not amazing other than 100% efficiency, but when you keep Mitchell Lewis away from the footy, stats don't matter. Um, and Jordan Boyd, I thought... He did okay. Um, you know, he had, he was a little bit nervous early on, like his first kick and like when he tried to kick it across the wing under no pressure and, and stops it. I mean, you get that first kick in AFL footy, but I thought he, yeah, he, he did his job, you know, nothing special. Obviously he was coming in for Adam Saad, so big shoes to fill, but uh, yeah, I didn't think he, he heard us in being out there on the field at all. Well, you go just on that, don't put a question on a question, but how much do we miss Saad in your opinion, especially? Just the, I thought that just the X factor and the line breaking abilities that he has and running up through the, through the middle of the ground, we missed because a lot of the times, and especially in the second half, we'd have the ball in the middle of the ground and immediately go wide. Like we did, we just stopped going through the corridor after the first quarter. And I think if we had Saad, that probably wouldn't have happened. And I don't think Hawthorne really come back as, as much as they do. Yeah, I agree. Um, East, what was your opinion on Lewis Young and Boyd May? And also, how much did we miss Saad as well? You want to chuck an answer on that? Yeah, so I'll start off with Lewis Young. I thought he was absolutely superb. I think, can can we just praise the list management at the Carlton Football Club? Yeah. Seriously, what did we get him for? We traded Sam who I'm not even going to talk about that guy anymore. But (laughs) Lewis Young, mate, I I feel bad because I think in the long run this season, he will be over OMAC, in my opinion, in my opinion. But yeah, Jordan Boyd, first game of footy at the G. Um, I, I rate him. I rate him. I, I think he's he's a little, you know, he's a, he's a smoky. So um, we got him in the mid season mid season draft last year. So it's no risk uh, picking him up, and he's done pretty well. Also, mate, how much did we miss I think yeah, I agree with Jack. Um, I think his penetration with ball. Um, is massive. I think a lot of our entries later in the game, especially in the second half, are very shallow. So Hawthorne were getting out really quickly and it ended up in a lot of counter-attacks. Um, but yeah, Sadi gets it in deep. Um, obviously, we need him. He's got that X factor. So hopefully, um, he's back and raring to go this week. I'm sure he will be. Hello? Yeah, I think Lewis Young was absolutely fantastic, as Daph and Speech said. Um, 100% efficiency. Wowee. Uh, terrific, isn't it? But um, yeah, I completely, I agree with Duff with him overtaking OMAC. I was a bit like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, but I think, I've, like, like now I kind of think about it, I think that's actually spot on. Because, um, But also, also it's good because we rate OMAC quite highly. But um, yeah, Jordan Boyd, um, thought he looked nervous. Thought he looked nervous, which is understandable because he's playing for, like, on the MCG in front of 65,000 people. But um, I think, unfortunately, he will probably get dropped for Saad. But um, I expect him to be seen a little bit more throughout the year. And um, Adam Saad, yeah, we did miss his pace. We did miss his zip. 
Um, uh, so hopefully he's back this week after he's recovered from um, COVID. Or I don't know if he got COVID, but I think, yeah, the protocols. Yeah, exactly right. Um, all right, boys, that just about wraps it up. Um, we've summarised best part of the game. Obviously, a very scrappy win, but it's a win we wouldn't usually get, you know, usually get, usually get them leads and then it sort of goes the other way. But um, hold on. Just take four points. Exactly right, mate. Thanks, Peter. Um, thanks for interrupting me, just to say that. Sorry. Um, I'm obviously move on to the Gold Coast. Um, we'll do a preview of that in the next sort of 48 hours, I imagine, pretty soon. And... Um, Hopefully we can get another win and we'll be 4-0, boys. How's that sound? Unreal, mate. Nice. First time since 95, be nice. I reckon, yeah. I reckon just very, very slowly we'll just start to move up on the sports bet odds to about $2.50 per your favourites. We're paying nine bucks. We're paying nine bucks. Can you, can you believe that? Bucks. Can you really believe? Like, seriously. Yeah, like, in my life, like, I know once or maybe twice, I don't count those years, yeah. but this is... A proper football team, and we are we are coming. We are coming for the Premiership. <laughs> Thank God I don't have AirPods in there, Paddock. Now, well said, Eve. Um, chuck a, you might have to chuck a bet on mate, if you haven't already. So, but also gamble responsibly as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, all right, boys, let's go wrap it up. And Pado, do you think, mate? And as always, boys. Go verbal up the bag. Look at that. Up the baggers. It's not this guy. Up the baggers. The baggers. <laughs>